How you doing, Sherry? I was going to say, wait a minute. Hey, Paul. It's been a little bit. It has. How do we do Actually, this? Actually, it's not been a little bit. Uh, we see each other quite frequently. It's been a bit since we recorded something. It has. Um, we took a summer Why? vacation. Why is that? <laughs> yeah. How is your summer break? How much do we want to spend? How much time do we want to spend telling everybody why we didn't record anything? You want me to do? You, the, know, you want me to do the two minute version? Sure. Okay. So, dear listener, we have not released a podcast since May twenty fourth. <laughs> That's because we have not recorded a podcast since. Anyway, go ahead. Indeed. Yeah. So when we were last recording, we were running through uh, Maria Arpa's uh, mindfulness at or uh, what is it? Mindfulness at work. Yeah. Uh, book. Yeah. And we enjoyed that. Um, we finished up that group with um, our colleagues at Nova, but we. As we went off contract in May, we got involved in some other projects. Um, so we kind of took a summer vacay from the podcast, but now we're getting things geared up for fall, and that means getting back into the podcast zone. Mm-hmm. How's that? That was good. Okay. Um, I think uh, it was accurate. Excellent. It was accurate. I think we only came to the realization that we took the summer off. When was that? Like last week? And you said, well, we took the summer off. And it's like, yeah. We, we did take the summer off of, of podcasting. The only thing we didn't do was actually tell ourselves that we were taking the summer off. Because there were a couple of times when we were like, you know, we ought to record something. We showed it ourselves a couple of times. But it never seemed like a enough of a thing to get up and actually do it. Well, but yet here we are, though. So, yeah, we're back. We're back. Um, mm-hmm. I think it never like it never rose to the top of the triage list. Right. I think right. Um, we were we were kind of busy moving and shaking. We um, were. We were. We've done some really cool things since we last recorded. Yeah, and um, I sort of mentioned a little bit about this in the last newsletter that mm-hmm. went out, where it was like we we got ourselves mixed up in. Um, a, several opportunities to like do do stuff yeah you know so it's like we were not loafing around twiddling our thumbs all summer we were called to action on yeah. quite a number of things all exciting uh and and that turns out it takes a bit of time it does it takes to time. do well especially yeah but it, it requires a different um kind of intentionality it does than this does and i was thinking about this last week um I was thinking, man, I really miss talking to Paul. And then I thought, wait a minute. I talk to him like every day. day. But it's a different, like, this is such a different, like, we've been talking to each other over computers. Um, Sometimes we're, like, snipping at each other over computers Mm -hmm. while we're, like, grinding stuff out. So this is a different, it's a totally different speed. Yeah, it, it is. And during the academic year, we we do talk for a living, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and over the summer we were off doing stuff, and we were, I mean, we were talking to people, but the primary activity was not talking. It was it was space holding for people, yeah, doing a lot of interpersonal work with with groups, right. Um, the Virginia Tech thing was huge. Yep. Um, yeah, we had a great time. At great tech. time there. We both had some traveling going on. Um, you more than me. me. I was going to say, <laughs> or is that true? It's like, that might have just been me that was gone for three weeks. Yeah. Um, well, I went home. I went to Chesapeake a couple yeah, times. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. And uh, on currently planning our campus welcome back, which yes. is on Wednesday. Right. This week. This, I don't know. This, this When this goes out, it will probably be tomorrow, I think. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, 
so is some project management going on yeah. for sure on a pretty decent scale. And so like our primary task has not been as chatty. And so like being chatty, bantery, podcasty, you know, sort of got pushed to the side a little bit. So during the academic year, it's like the only difference we're doing is pressing a button on a recorder. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, the, the intentionality you took to get to that, I think, over the summer would be was a higher, higher lift. Yeah, I think. I think that's true. Yeah. But we made it. We made it back. We did. Technically, our contract doesn't start till tomorrow, but yes. with Nova anyway. But, but we're back. Is, we're back. We're back behind a microphone. Back. Yep. Yeah. That is true. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Uh, so what do you want to talk about? I was going to ask you that. Let's, yeah. <laughs> What's it like to be back? What is the felt sense of being back? What does back. it mean to be back? Um, well, a lot of the stuff that we're doing, you know, and I think with the Virginia Tech opportunity that we had, that was about, you know, compassion and communication and togetherness and sharing space and all the cool things that and challenging things that go along with that. And the work we were doing with one of the organizations here at Nova was kind of the same compassionate communication, how to say no, how to set personal boundaries um, so you can show up at your best. Uh, we're meeting with some of their kids, a lot of them, about 150 of them this mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. Campus convocation um, together. Together is the theme of it. Yeah. Because we're all uh coming back to in-person stuff here in a couple of days and so that's sort of been the themes of what has been going on this this summer is engineering planning structuring ways for people to sort of reconnect come together in a a togetherness of of like community you know um well i think we got this crazy idea in our head at the end of may and this might have actually been i don't know that we recorded about it at least not much um but I think towards the end of May, we got this crazy idea in our heads that um, the culture of institutions could be changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And episode one of this podcast was about, here's all the things that an institution is doing wrong. Yeah. You know. Um, and then the universe said, you want to do something about it? Well, here's a pandemic. You can go home and think about it. Like, yeah. Okay. We did. Yeah, we did. So... Think about it, we did. Yeah, and so there's been a, a, as much as we sort of, yeah, we didn't talk about this too much. Um, but as we've been getting into what it really looks like to meaningfully change or to, to do meaningful change of things that are important, what are the important changes to make? You know, it really does seem to come down to culture change. You know, it's like, how, how does a culture change? And why is it hard? And and why would one want to? Yeah, and why would you want to? Because, I mean, a lot of the 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 worst idea I've ever heard on why people do things is because that's the way they've always done it in the past. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not necessarily a good idea just to change things for the sake of changing them. Right. So it's like this this whole operation requires a little bit of work and discernment. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are the things worth keeping? What are the things worth changing? And no matter what you do, I think... There's entrenchment, you know, just from history and just from habit, habits that people form. Um, And so should one want to engineer or consider change at a large institutional organization or a small one or within oneself? How does one develop uh, internally the resources to actually 
do something different. Yeah. And that requires some courage. People are going to think you're weird. What are you doing again? You're going to have to explain it over and over again about a thousand times. So that's where the whole, like, what's your elevator pitch? 17 right. words or less. What are you two doing? What are yeah. you guys doing? What? Um, so it, and it's so long story short, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> it does. It takes a lot of <laughs> to time. To do all of that. It takes, I guess, you know, if, if you think about, I mean, in, during episode one, we were recording that. I was not aware that we were on track to engineer institutional change or open a center or lead workshops or, <laughs> I mean, it was just like, let's just talk about whatever's interesting at the time. Yeah. Yet here we are. I don't even think I knew I was on track for uh, personal change. Yeah. Right? Like when right. we started right. recording right. a podcast, like I just liked hanging out with you and I was like, cool, we'll hang out together and we'll record things. We should record some of these. They're interesting conversations. They are. But I think, I mean, personal change has come about um, and I think our beliefs about institutional change have emerged through the work that we've done. And so we, I think we are involved now in institutional change within our workplace, but also within groups um, and bodies that hire us to, to work with right. them, um, right. which has been really cool. And I think one of my favorite things that's emerged as we've been working more um, sort of intentionally on change work um, is this comment that we keep getting from people, which is basically some version of, this isn't how we usually yeah. do things. Yeah, that's fun to hear that. Um, and we keep hearing that. And the first time um, it really occurred to me that I'd heard that, um, like I thought, oh no, we're doing things differently. And now when I hear that, like, you know, it's like a fist pump, like, yes. Of course not, because the way we usually do things got us here. Yeah, right. I mean, or they either got us here or they are endemic of the here-ness right. that isn't working so hot with, yeah. in a lot of places. And what I think what we learned is that the, 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 the risk of doing things in a different way, so different sometimes that they're surprising, the risk is pretty much nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like the worst that can happen is that uh, it, it didn't work out the way you hoped and then let's go back to doing it the way they were doing it always. And it's like, well, I mean, it's not like the place is going to blow up. If <laughs> You know, in the best case, it's like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. Any great, get great feedback and people, you know, were able to, you know, operationally, you know, activate, so to speak, community togetherness a little bit more and great things will come of it. So... Um, I, I think I am in a somewhat advantageous position in all of this because it's like I have no problem blowing stuff up. It's like I'll blow up, and it, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I hold a very light grasp on. I think you do as well, institutional, or at least a light, a light, a light grip on institutional uh, structures, without yeah. a lot of respect for institutional structures as functional operating entity sort of so it's like a eh, swoop in try to change some stuff see what's working see what's not throw it out there see what happens why not i mean i'm not i feel no obligation to maintaining the way thing you know it's like, well i i think huh so it's it's tricky because on the one hand i don't think i've ever been afforded 
the opportunity to really grasp onto how a cult, like an institution I've worked within, institutions naturally change so much that if you want to grip onto how they are and like stick with that idea of consistency, you are making a bad life for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because like, what institution have you ever been part of that has been consistent and non-changing? Oh, none. Like, none. I mean, I can think of a couple of of examples, but they're not good models. Yeah. Yeah, like if they're not flexible. Um, But a second ago, like, like, I think you mentioned something about not just changing for the sake of changing. And I think that's something we should stop and like, emphasize mm. that we're not we're not just saying like change for the sake of changing because that's what i think a lot of times institutions do yeah, it is it right? is I like think it's too. just like let's blow things up because it's fun yeah um let's mix up the pieces so everyone's confused all the time right that's not what we're proposing and it reminds me while we were at virginia tech we met one of the authors of the book um uh innovation what it was it the innovation delusion mm. um and it's a book about like the idea that innovation for innovation's sake isn't yeah isn't all it's cracked up to right, be. Right. Um, so we're not advocating for change for change's sake. So how is what we advocate for different? Um, well, I think we've been here a while. You know, at this particular institution, we've both been here for. I keep saying ten years. You keep saying more like fifteen. Right, I have this funny concept of time. Well, because I, th- I guess I've been here for thirteen. You've been here for fourteen or something. So I think here's what messes us up, right? So I have a, a certificate over in the corner of the room we're sitting in, that is for my ten years of service, mm. and I was given that. I looked at this earlier in April of 2018, which means this this spring I'll get my fifteen years. Nice. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. Thank you. But when you you got your tenure in the middle of the pandemic, and then it was like a year after that, that you actually got, or maybe two it's years two after years. that, that you actually got your service. Cause, yeah, because the gag is that, you know, I got my 12-year certificate. Yeah. I got my tenure certificate in my 12th year. Yeah. So, and that was this past year? Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. So you're going into your 13th? 13th yeah, 13th. Year? Yeah, 13th. Yeah. Um, but this seems tricky because I am going into my 15th My 13th year. full-time year. I was an adjunct for two years. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway. But yeah, I mean, so we've both been here long enough to, I think, have seen and experienced that the place is going to change anyway. Yeah. You know, um, what would this podcast be without the daily dose of Dharma? The Buddha says anyway, you know, everything that has in its nature to arise will ultimately ha- also has in its nature passing away. Right. Um, and, and having seen and experienced, you know, things coming in, new shiny things getting dull over time and getting abandoned by the side of the road. It's going to happen anyway. Yeah. So... I mean, I have no pretense that you and I are going to swoop in here, do something that's going to stick around forever. Everything, yeah. you know, anything we can do is ephemeral, as all things are. So why not participate in the ephemerality of all things? Throw your hat in the ring and say, yeah, let's try this. Right. So I guess in I mean, that model... It, you, would, you would be surprised how 
lightly committed most institutions are to the things they're already doing anyway. Right. I mean, I mean, not many people have a firm stake in the way that they, in the way that things actually are to begin with, and that's a surprise. I think that took me a long time to figure out. People yeah. are usually more willing to try try new stuff out than people think that they sometimes might be. Are right. you going to be met with such opposition? Are you? Are yeah. you? What does it actually take? I don't know. Maybe that's just like internal resistance is the opposition. It might not actually right. be too much opposition. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in this model, then I think of if change is going to happen anyway, how might we steer it in a direction that meets more people's needs? Yeah. And just like to do that, I think what we're realizing is you don't have to blow stuff up. Just, just give, it, give it a nudge. Yeah. Let's try this. Plant seeds, you know. Yeah. I think a big part of it is, you know, institutions do not and cannot really take care of people. Mm -hmm. And so a big part of what I try to bring to whatever we work on now is making sure that the humanity of the people is considered. Right. And... And that means like really kind of basic stuff, but because institutions have ignored basic stuff for so long, basic stuff is really appreciated. Right, right. Um, It's amazing, like we work within an institution that has a lot of red tape, has a lot of processes, and I think you and I are able to get a lot of things done because we're not afraid to get out of our office, mm-hmm. go talk to the humans who are responsible yeah, things, right, for right. things and to understand what needs and challenges those people meet. And it totally changes. Like there are so many things that we've gotten done just in the last like week mm-hmm. that I think if we were less proactive would have taken an enormous amount of time um, and maybe wouldn't have gotten done but because we've just gone, talked to people, and been nice. Yeah. It's amazing to me yeah, it's how crazy, much that changes That's crazy. Things. Um, I would recommend it to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend that to everyone. We didn't have a conversation with the office of whatever, whatever. We went and talked to the person, right? We talked to fill in the blank. Yeah. Who's in that office to see what we could we could do. And it's like, it's amazing how many doors that opens. Right. It's like seeing things as, like you said, you know, seeing things as people, not as office of, department of. Yeah. Kind of whatever. The, you know, the the printing services, not printing services, it's the people who are in printing services, you do the work. So talk right. to them and everything is, everything is good. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've advocated for the working of programs initiatives things um on one's feet mm-hmm. versus behind one's desk for years yeah um everything that i've ever done in a large institution that's been successful is because of, i've run it off my feet yeah you talk to people you get up and you leave your office and go to their office and you have a conversation with them and you meet outside and have lunch or you kind of whatever mm-hmm. and have actual conversations yeah has always been the way forward yeah. Because ultimately it does come down to, you know, offices are not real. Departments are not real. Right. You know, divisions are not real. And I, it, I think I've learned something from you in watching how you 
navigate that because like one of the offices we went to for the first time a couple of weeks ago and the first thing we walked in you know and the person behind the desk is like how can i help you and you're like first how are you yeah. you know and like just um and i think we have a friend for life because of that mm -hmm. and it doesn't take anything to do that um and we were rewarded with like a tour of the office yeah. and like i learned so much spent an hour over day. there yeah we spent yeah. an hour over there now we know how every nook and cranny of the place operates yeah but and that's going to change how it's we helpful. can work with them yeah yeah and how they can work with us and, exactly and to everyone's to everyone's benefit not just as people joyous to work together but as their office working with ours yeah you know exactly. to 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 do cool stuff so it's like it when we see everyone in the workplace around us or in any organization as actual people, you know, everybody wants to love their job. Everybody wants to have a satisfying work life, home life. Everybody wants to be happy and fulfilled. Yeah. Can we not help each other do that? You know, by not being a complete tool. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, maybe it starts with just being, being nice. Don't be a jerk when you, you yeah. know, People walking in all oh, like they know what they're talking about, being all snooty with expectations and stuff. Right. Let that get, let that shit go. You know, it's not the way forward. Well, I think I've tried that way. It's not the way. Oh, I know I did. It's miserable. Yeah, it is. Right? Like, I, I mean, yeah, like, I just, I don't want to live the life of entitlement because. Oh, no. Because I was so miserable and alone all the time. Yeah. 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 Heaviest brow, right? That wears yeah. the crown or something like that. Yeah, I think that's it's lonely at the top. All lonely of those things at, all are the, true. Yeah, all of those things um, yeah. are totally true. Uh, we opened a center on campus. We did. You know, the Annadale Center for Contemplative Practice. That's fun. Sounds so official. CM332. If anybody. Annadale, Annadale campus. Can, oh, here on our campus. And that's all fun. So we're going to be running a bunch of workshops out of there. Yep. So we got a pretty full fall schedule lined up for all that kind of stuff. We do. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be a huge amount of fun. It's true. Um, it's funny. I've been... It took a lot of work to do. It did take a lot of work. It took a lot of groundwork. Um, I think... I think that whole thing, like the fact that, that's, that our center exists... Um, I mean, that is evidence of institutional change. Yeah. Um, that we have a center that it's supported. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that comes from our own resilience as well as our own curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that center would exist if, you know, I, it's not like, um, people knocked on our doors one day and were like, hey, Paul, Sherry, yeah, would you like way. to do this thing? I think... Things do that work that way, but this was not one of them. It was not one yeah, of those. And, one of them. and the things I really, really want in life don't work that way. No, no. I think our center exists because we keep asking the question, what's possible? Things that other people want happen that way. Where it's like when somebody knocks on the door, hey, we're forming a committee to do this. Do you want to... <laughs> yes. That's how that works. You right. know, other people's agendas get, get met right through that process. This yeah. is not that. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, opening an actual physical location on a college campus happens, cannot happen through. Um, it, it can't happen through somebody knocking on your door and saying, hey, what do you think about this? I mean, it's it, something like that has to come from what is an, an uncovering is what is really important. And uh, what really are ident- the identified things that are worth doing? Yeah. And how many how many other people's problems are solved by this, or at least addressed by this? How many unmet needs are there out there that this that this checks the box of? And it's not like we did all that research and then decided to come up with a thing. It's just like, hey, it seems like it could be a good thing for some people. Let's see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And one thing sort of leads to another and there you sort of are. So there is a little bit of an element of, you know, the stars aligned in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. And who are we to not take those opportunities when they do? Right. You know, so it's like, boy, I don't want to miss that. Yeah. Because this seems to be something that's working out. um, That's super important. Yeah. um, For both of us. And uh, hopefully others think so as well. Mm -hmm. Got a little grant money to help us out with that. Um, as well, which is kind of fun. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> like, yeah, oof, we've done a lot. Done a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because the center, everything we've done has required some hustle. Yeah. But I think what's new for me is that I'm not hustling for the sense, for the sake of the hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just... I, I love where we work. I love the work we do. And I want this, I want to be able to continue the work we do. And I want more people to have access to the tools that I think really transformed the way I relate to, mm-hmm. to the work I do and the way mm-hmm. I live my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so this most unbelievable life as an operating organization really has been operating in the in, in the workshop, the mm-hmm. in-person workshop sort of sphere lately. I mean, that's all the work that we've been doing lately. That's been this summer. in-person yeah. workshop. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, as we move forward, right, we're going to start developing more hybrid kind of stuff, you know, yep. offered over, over the web mm-hmm. for the ACCP, you know, and some of that might cross over in a, into T-Mold as well. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm thinking Timo might. Uh, so on the horizon, we have a website overhaul. Yeah. To sort of track the way that we've changed, um, and I imagine um, all of our branding is going to evolve. Oh yeah, we're doing new branding, aren't we? Which is yeah. going to be exciting. We got some new branding to roll out. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. We just ordered some lighting. We did. What is that for? Why do we? Why do we need more light? Ah, for video. Oh, for video. Nice. For video. You know, I knew that was probably it. Yeah, so I think pe- more people, people are out there just wishing they could watch us I'm record sure. this podcast. <laughs> Watching us sit and drink fizzy water mm-hmm. and talk. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah. I know I would. Excited. Well, you have this nice window. We get great lighting in here. We, yeah, we really would. Yeah, I got actually. some shop lights, though. Uh, we recorded a thing for the Welcome Back at the Medical Education Campus the other day. We had this exciting opportunity to be invited to speak two different places at once. Yeah, right. That's new. That's fun. And so I guess the people who pay us probably get the in-person version and the people who don't get the recorded version. True. I think that's a reasonable reasonable uh, way to, to sort that out. Maybe we'll put that in the Patreon if uh, that video if people want to. It's a good plan. Yeah. You know, why not? 
Why not? It's kind of specific to a specific situation, but uh, it is. But that's okay. There's some gems in there, all the same. Yeah. So every day has been weird. I mean, every day over the summer has been different, and sometimes not easy to anticipate. Yeah. I think that too, you know, has caused the the the, the pod gap here a little bit. I mean, I now like that, that we're phrase. In, yeah, the, pod gap. The, pod. We. <laughs> The approach we've taken over the podcation, yeah the uh, the approach we've taken over to the podcast over the last few months has been not recording one, and um, but I mean starting next week we got our schedules we got classes we mm-hmm. got breaks we got all kind of stuff it'll fall into it will into a recurring thing but it's been the the calendar has been notoriously resistant to scheduled additions over the last few months. It has. I take a lot of the. I don't want to say blame for that, responsibility for that. That was, there was a stretch for about three weeks where I slept in my own bed maybe five times. I know. Um, I think it's interesting, though. I've been thinking about the version of me who, who existed when we started this podcast. And I remember, like, you took a trip the week after we recorded the first podcast. And I remember myself being so anxious. Like, we're not recording that second week, which means it's probably not going to last. And, like, I was just so um, rigid and so uncomfortable with the unknown. And I've been thinking a lot about how much more comfortable I've gotten Mm. with... Mm. Um, with all of that, like this weekend, I was really relaxed. Yeah. And it's not that I didn't have things that I could have done. It's just like the work of today is rest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think for, for, you know, June, July, half of August, the work of the day has gotten done. And the work of the day just hasn't been this podcast. No, no, it hasn't. Um and it's it's I, I sort of see it in this in this framework of the true lasting staying power of the work that we're doing was not this summer anyway you know in, in building it's like the building up the what is this all going to be you know in the in the near future and and probably even a little farther down is that stuff that we were doing that doesn't lend itself to podcasting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so many skills got developed over the summer. So many relationships got formed over the summer. So many um, different ways of seeing the interrelatedness of things got done over the summer. It was like, there was never a point when it was like, now let's press the button on this and talk. You know, it, it just didn't. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, it would, the, the dinner was not fully cooked. Well, and there's, there's kind of this this funny property to all this is that in May, I guess it was in May or April, like we started a secondary podcast yeah. about pausing, right? And it's shorter. And then uh, a lot of our theming for the fall on our campus, uh, the first month in September, we're going to focus on the topic of pause. Mm-hmm. And it's like in order to prepare we accidentally took a very yeah. long pause long pause yeah yeah so things happen in the pause yeah they did uh and and they do and mm-hmm. they do um i did a week up at uh, ims 
Yes. You know, a concentration retreat. Uh, talk about pausing. Do you want to say what IMS is for people who are not me? That was hot. It was really hot. Yes, but do you want to say what IMS Temperature-wise, it was really hot. The Insight Meditation Society did a workshop, a concentration workshop for eight days um, up in Barrie, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, so earlier you said skills were developed during the pause. So what skills were developed in the heat of that In the pause? heat of that is, uh, I don't know. I mean, I always confront something on those retreats. That's interesting. Um, this is the first retreat that I went on that was really just like a concentration stillness. Mm-hmm. The word is samadhi. Um, where it's like eight days of breath counting, of breath focusing, of sit, walk, sit, walk, eat, sit, walk, sit, walk, eat, sit, walk, sit, walk, eat, sit, walk, sit, walk, go to bed and sleep. But not much sleep happened because it was 100 degrees, yeah. you know, without AC uh, in in the room where my bed was. And uh, that was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Patience with heat? I don't know. Um, I don't know what, I'm still trying to unpack like, because it's like the way that it looked, it's like, what did Paul do? It's like, well, he just sat and walked and ate and slept for eight days. I guess he just sort of chilled out, but walked away from that. It's like, oh my God, so much happened. But it doesn't look like that because it's just like the same stuff kind of over and over and over again. Um, I think it was, what it really comes down to is is getting in touch with and recognizing and discerning the felt sense of um, a focused, what, what it means to focus on relaxation and stillness in a non-striving way. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, concentrate on stillness without striving for stillness or concentration on stillness. It's like, what? Yeah. It's like, but if you're trying to do it, isn't that trying? In which case, isn't that striving? And it's like, yes, but not if you let go. So the whole thing is still sort of Loopy. slippery. Yeah. It's still a slippery, slippery kind of thing. But ultimately, it comes down to what is the felt sense of that? Yeah. You know, what is, because we, we, t- we dial into what is the felt sense of the arising and passing away of all things, knowing that that's the, the, the truth of it but what is the that felt sense of the sensations of concentration yeah in a, in a non-striving way and this was mentioned several times throughout the retreat on pretty much of a daily just as like a spoiler just so you know this is the way you do that this is like just letting go it, it doesn't go by trying to grasp onto something it it happens by letting go of stuff mm-hmm. and it's like I have this lime fizzy water right here, and it's really good. Um, can I do something to my brain or mind or whatever to let go of the desire for that? Just sort of like, whoo, let it go, just let it go, just let it go. And what you fall into is this felt sense of concentration and relaxation by letting the mind not feel like it has to grab onto something because it's better than what's happening now. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a cure. It was it was a it was a fun workshop <laughs> on the on the last day the Winnie Nazarko, the, the the person who ran it reminded us that when you get back people are going to ask you how it was. Yeah. And for most people that's a social question and the right answer is it was fine. 
Yep. Is fine. I mean, they're not ready for a whole hour-long dialogue on samadhi right. and concentration and focus. It's like, say, if you want to hear more about it, happy to talk on. But it was fine. It was great. It was fine. Yeah. Very relaxing. You know, give give the it's a social question. Give the answer that they want and, and sort of move on. Um, so if if eight days of doing that doesn't derail the motivation to record on a regular schedule, I don't know what would. Yeah. You know, because that's, uh, I mean, you lose track of time. It's like, is this day four? Is this day six? I don't even know what day this is. Yeah. This thing. Well, it's been interesting because I think, you know, I didn't go on a retreat, but there's certain kinds of disconnecting, I think, that I allowed myself Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one thing that I noticed when we came back to campus after that is that we both came with a different sense of urgency Mm -hmm. and by that i mean i noticed we both came back lacking our sense of urgency yeah Yeah. so for a few days there we were like let's meet at the usual time and for us the usual time had started at like like 11 11 30 (laughs) it it used to be like 9 30 10 10 30 11 30 i think i rolled in at 12 30 one day and it was fine it's all good yeah it's fine um it's called summer But there's also like we're planning for this big event on Wednesday. And I think in the past, um, when I gear up for big events like that, I have felt frazzled and hurried. Um, And we have done all the things. We've had a great committee that we've leaned on. Um, But I noticed that I'm moving into this particular... Like urgency wouldn't have changed anything except how I felt about the preparation for this event right right um so like every time something started going wrong uh others in our community were like oh no and we were like huh that'll work out yeah we got that a couple of times didn't we yeah Yeah, um there were a couple of couple of times where nothing huge but i could see reflections of my former self getting kind of anxious or striving or we need to make sure kind of stuff happened. I was like, yeah, yeah, we can work that out. (laughs) And it's like, but you know, in the, in the spirit of the retreat that I was on, you know, and and you're unwinding over the, over the summer a little bit, you know, letting go and the, the benefits of letting go shows up all over the place. Yeah. I mean, when we say we both have said no to a lot of things, you know, to get to where we are, you know that that was letting go mm-hmm. you know and not let not, it wasn't necessarily the letting go of the thing that was let go of it was letting go of the um the identity of who we were because we were doing that thing and it's like let go of that let go yeah. of that identity as the head of the whatever or the assistant whatever to the whatever um it was letting letting go of the identity was the hard part letting go of the thing itself just with less email yeah yeah. You know, and different different stuff to, to worry about. Because that's what, I mean, when we were talking the other day on the way over to one of our offices to get something done with this communication we're leading, um, it was this idea of what what is it we're actually trying to do without sort of being the ones who are doing it. It's just, it's what are the nudges that have to happen for this thing to to work? Right. Like, what do we really need? And what do we? What is the not doing? Yeah. Because it's like, what do we? 
is like, oh my God, planning a convocation for how many people? And there's 200 people on a registration list and we have to do this and we got to do that and we got to do that. And it's like, and we will do that. And Mm -hmm. we're not going to get worked up about it and we're just going to, great, what's the next thing to do? And being in, in this sort of non-identifying of like of we're, be, we're the people who are doing this thing and it's like eh, it's kind of communication's going to happen what do we need to do to make it happen let's do right. it perfect you know nothing requires all this kind of stuff and if something blows up then we'll do something else I mean so it's like I have no idea how this is going to go on Wednesday we'll see we'll see you know but and, and part of me is like it's so different than anything that's been done before and it's like kind of but I never knew how the ones were going to go when we did yeah. When they were the same as the year before, they were still different. So it's like, I have no, I mean, I hope people like it. I think that's about as firm as I can get on it. I hope people have a good time. I hope lunch is good. Yeah. Uh, what else? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you don't, you don't, it, it's, it's the, the hard part is not the doing of the thing. It's the letting go of the identify, the identifying with the thing. Yeah. And with stakes for who you are as an individual, if the burritos don't show up on time or if the this person doesn't like it. Right. You know, it's like, eh, what are you going to do? Well, it kind of reminds me of a hundred, our 100th episode. And I'm thinking of this probably because I have the sign right behind you. I was going to say, wow, you yeah. remember though. It's because it's behind it you. Um, but that episode was all in no expectations. Oh, yeah. And I think that is a good sort of... Um, summary of how I've been approaching this planning is like we're all in I have no like we have an agenda we have things planned but I have no expectations right like yeah, right. I'm going to show up with curiosity on Wednesday and see what happens it'll be just as much of a surprise to us how it goes as it will be to anybody else right and there's only one thing that I'm nervous about Ooh. One thing. Do you want to say what it is or not? Yeah, I'll say what it is. What is it? You know what it is? Okay. So I've selected the dress that I'm going to wear on Wednesday. And it's lavender, which means it's a very light color. Okay. And I'll be speaking on stage. Mm -hmm. And there are breakfast burritos. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I'm nervous about is not speaking in front of people with breakfast burrito all down the front of me. So you need a bib? I guess. But at the same time... (laughs) Like, I've been really and in, like interrogating that fear and where that fear. And mm. so it's like, mm-hmm. if I so, so say that happens, right? Like I spill some hot sauce down the front of me that day. So then I take the stage with that on me. Who amongst us hasn't done that, right? So like, what does it matter? Right. And so it just made me realize, like. There are all these things that we fear that are just completely stupid to fear. Well, they're contrived. Most of them are not even true or right? real. They're, they're contrived. Because what's you the know? fear? Oh, no. My colleagues will think that I'm the kind of person who spills food down the front of me. Guess what? Totally accurate. I am yeah, that person. totally accurate. You have been yeah. with me long enough totally to know accurate. that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the that's the let go part of it as well. Um, this People are judging me based on criteria, so I need to make sure that I sort of game myself to be the best in those criteria. So I'm gonna get what? You know, what's the reward? Yeah. For I, there is none. There is none. There's not nothing real. Is the reward for that? So it's yeah. like, uh, you know what? 
I'm going to wear a t-shirt and a jacket and some pants. And seems fine. Everything else just seems like a lot of work to me. And, and that's such a weird thing to hear, especially a thing for our students, because they are engineered to worry about hustle and striving and you have to blah, 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 or else you're not going to get blah, blah, blah. That is a violent threat, by the way, the way that um, high school students are, are, mm-hmm. are told about how this world works. Yeah. You know, if you don't get blah, 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 you are not going to be able to do this and you're not going to be able to participate in society fully, you know, because everybody always, of course, wants to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what would your parents say if you, you know, and so it's like that is a, that messaging is an act of violence, yeah. you know, um, against the youth. And we see them, we'll start seeing them next Monday. Yep. And we're going to contend with the fallout of that like we always do every damn year. These kids that got, you know, threatened with uh, the dire consequences of not striving and and beating themselves up and well, doing all-nighters to participate in the complete illusion of what they've been told this world is, which in no way seems to reflect the world as I see it. At all. At all. Well, you know. what's interesting is our students arrive with that baked in. And they're not alone. No. Right? Like we nope. um, have it like allowing that to filter out of your system takes a lot of work. And so I think that that striving is baked into our culture mm-hmm. and it's part of the disease of yeah, our totally. culture, I think. Yeah. Um, institutional, like, that's the thing is we teach people to strive so that they can be good cogs in the institution and striving might be the problem. Yeah. Earlier right. today, I was talking um, to, to someone um, and we were kind of walking through this person's very successful um and she was talking about the tension that she felt between in herself where the previous week she'd had kind of a, a slower week at work. Um, and so she found herself being able to do things like reading, going for a long walk, right? And so she's experiencing like different parts of herself. Uh, one part of herself is like, I want to go for a long walk and read mm. a book and it sounds lovely. And another part of her is like, I should be X, Y, Z, whatever her work right. is. Right. And so she was, she was asking me like, have you, do you do that? Do you steal your, your own joy? Um, and like my answer was, I think I'm getting better at not doing it, mm-hmm. but I think that's, it's baked in because we, and this is where we, our conversation led, is we don't believe we're enough exactly as we are. Right, right. Because capitalism benefits if we don't believe right. that. Right? right, like, that's, who else benefits? No one. Capitalism. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I interact with this idea in different ways based on the day of the week sometimes I think I mean it I mean just early today when we were carrying a, some boxes of stuff across campus I was like I enjoy doing things you know because th- there's this 
sort of idea that you know I wrestle with sometimes is like if I just spend all my time just letting go all the time and going against striving, or and I or I not just going to never get out of bed again and just lay there and not do anything at all. That's productive. And it's like, well, what do, I, what do I mean by productive? You know, is it, do I, do I need to feel like I'm making the world turn? The world turns by itself, I know, but I do like to participate in it, but only in ways that I think are good and wholesome and yep. honest and to the benefit of all mankind or whatever lofty, lofty ambitions, but honest ones. Um, and to do that, I don't have time to screw around with this other stuff. Yeah. You know, so ask for the thing, ask for the resources, write the email, raise mm-hmm. your, you know. Um, so it's a, it's a curious tightrope that I, I tend to walk sometimes, I think, with trying not to strive too much, trying to not overcommit myself, trying to, you know, not overwork myself or to agree to every single thing. So trying not to do stuff, but at the same time, doing as much I can to the good and betterment of yeah. whatever. And hopefully somebody gives me money every once in a while. So I don't even know what this whole thing is. Because um, I <laughs> I do have to buy food and, you know, I pay the property taxes on the cars this morning. Right. Um, so there is that. Yeah. I I think. So I, But I was like, I still participate in this Monday, Monday and Friday thing. Yeah. You know, and yet at the same time, it's like, let's not strive. Let's all just let go, but go to work and do your job, do your job, but choose what the right job is because you don't want to do things that are miserable. So don't do evil things, do good things and do them honestly. But when you're tired, take a nap and make sure you eat and drink a lot of water and take a walk. Every, I don't know. Well, so there's a weird balance in there that, you know, I still try to explore. I yeah. Think. So as you're talking about this, I'm thinking of this in terms of like a, tr- a triangle. I see like a, almost like a Venn diagram. Um, and in it, I see sustaining oneself, which is not optional. Right. Right. Like. Right. You'll find out soon if you're not. Right. Um, then I see competition, which I think is what a lot of people, why a lot of people strive. And then I see contribution mm-hmm. right and so like for me that's where it's at like i want to contribute and i want to sustain myself and sustain my community but i want to opt out of the competition because mm-hmm. it's the competition that i don't find useful so if i can contribute and sustain and opt out of the competition and opt instead for connection that's where it's at for me yeah right and and i think that contribution is why i get out of bed in the morning right like yeah and understanding that contribution and sustainability like you contribute to the community so that you can not be a pariah so that you can continue to feed yourself right right um right but you don't have to be most outstanding contributor yeah, we have had a few conversations over the years about that. People trying to have frameworks where the reward goes to the MVP kind of thing. Like, no, no, no let's not do that. Yeah. That's, yeah, anything that we've seen here on a college campus that generates a competitive scarcity framework, we try to put the kibosh on as quickly as possible. Right. Because that's how you 
people are doing things that look like nobility for the wrong reasons and yeah it's not uh, not what we're going for no you know um but it's interesting like sustaining my ability to do the work that i love is different than sustaining the construct that happens as a result of it yeah you know so speaking of all things arising and passing away it's like we if the objective is to make this thing go on for as long as possible that invites disaster and misery it's like and good news is that institutions are at the at their foundation individuals which is good it's good right. to, it's that's a good thing because like this institution that we're at right now will eventually it's fate is the dustbin just like everything else's fate is the dustbin yeah so it's like making making the constructs that emerge as a result of the work that you and I are doing can't be the point because if it is then we're just going to strive every day to do as much as we can to make things go on as long as possible and we miss the actual work that is the daily yeah that really brings the joy that brings the motivation that brings the the contentment and the happiness and the benefit that actually is the thing right that it is yeah you know so when these constructs cult institutions become the point the the, the war has been lost right you know, the war has been lost and you know i'm really grateful that there are people who are willing to do the higher level institutional work to sustain our institutions because yeah. it certainly isn't our work right like I mean, one of our colleagues asked us how we were going to sustain the center. And I don't think we've reached, I mean, we're not spending a lot of time on that topic. I spend absolutely no time whatsoever thinking about how to answer that question. Yeah. It's like I wake up, I eat breakfast, you know, I try to stay hydrated. Right. You know, it's like I, I try to stay curious. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, is like at some, like our, our center exists within the space of a program that is no more. Yeah, right. So from the ashes, yes, of the Parks and Rec Department, <laughs> <laughs> sprang forth the Annadale Center for Contemplative Practice. Right. Right, and I imagine something else will spring forth yeah. from. Right, like it's, it's a beautiful space. Yeah, it's got windows. And <laughs> that's not to say that like I want it to die tomorrow. No, 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 no. But like. I think I will would run a very different center. And I know because I watched myself like take on a defensive state yeah. of like, how do I defend the room? Yeah, right. Um, right. I think everything about the work we do loses its essence if we work on it. I mean, just the idea of the word defend, right? Yeah, like, right. Suddenly right. we're doing very different work. Yeah. 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 So we can't cling to it. And yet we have to show up for it. Yeah, but I mean, keep up, keep offering the work. Yep, taking care of ourselves. Yeah, you know the honesty of that is hard to ignore. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think if we keep doing what we're doing with good intentions and you know some meta and some kindness and authenticity on. You know, trying to make the world a better place and our institution a happier place, you know, where folks can really interact with each other with joy and community as we are supposed to as a community college. Mm -hmm. The rest is sort of details. And it's been interesting how many people want to participate in that and help us out. Yeah. So it's like, well, 
with that behind us, you know, seems like we're doing okay. Right. Doesn't seem to be something we have to worry about today. It does not. Not today. But if it does, well, you know what? The rising and passing away is is, honest of everyone. Yeah. Everything. So we'll see. It's kind of interesting because it relates to, I've been sort of challenging myself to think of every moment as I'm able to remind myself, like asking myself in every moment, how can I fall in love with this moment? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. what do I need to do? Like, Because if I'm miserable, right, then the question is, what do I need to do to fall in love with this moment? If I'm uncomfortable, what do I need to do? Yeah, to, right. Right? right. And so I've been asking myself that question, and I think it's really productive and helps me check my own perspective. Mm-hmm. But there's a follow-up question that's sort of related, because if you fall in love with that, like if I fall in love with this moment, then I'm not going to be curious about the next moment, right? right? right. So it's like right, right. in everything we do, we have to be both willing to fall in love with a moment and let it pass away mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. and so I think that's what um, I'm trying to do with like the center, with even with the podcast, right? So we recorded this podcast today, which means maybe the podcast isn't going to die after all. Yeah, maybe not. Right? Um And so it's like part of finding the joy and coming back to it is, um, you know, remembering it for what it is as something that brings us joy, Mm -hmm. but not clinging to the fact that we have to sustain it. Right. Like, it's just, yeah, maybe it'll happen. Yeah. Cool. Maybe people will listen. I hope so. I hope so, too. It's been a while. I think we're going to have to do a social post. It's like, hey, everybody, just so you know, we posted something. Yeah. (laughs) If you're interested. So if you made it this far... Thank you for sticking around. Yeah, thanks for sticking <laughs> around. So, um, well, we're going to start rocking on some video here. I don't know what that looks like yet. We'll have some stuff. We do have the second podcast channel. This was Unbelievable Pause. Um, what have we got? Two episodes of that in? A couple the of... shorter 12, 15 minutes. I think I we think might we even have something. three. We might. Um, folks can give that a check out if they want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay tuned for cool stuff. Indeed. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Sherry. It's delightful. This was delightful. I guess we I guess we do a podcast again. Yeah. I think we still got it. I think we do. Great. Perfect. Talk to you soon, everybody. Bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye.